I was saying yesterday, the purpose of this message is to help us realize the helplessness we are in because without uh, <coughs> uh, what happened uh, to the first Adam, our federal head, absolutely was passed on to us. We said in this message in the Word of God that Adam had a tremendous degree of knowledge and logic. When we looked at the a scripture here in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 20, Adam, the first Adam, uh, had a tremendous uh, degree of knowledge that uh, even what he called every living creature that was brought to him to name, that was it. God just said a man. God just said a man. God just said a man uh, to that. Even when he, God created uh, his wife and gave unto him, it was not difficult for Adam to name the wife. He said, he said, uh, he shall, she shall be. Uh, Adam, Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. This was tremendous. Adam being the first man on earth, now he's given a wife to name, and he gives the name that the mother of all living. Mother of all living. He reasoned, right there his reasoning was still perfect. Like I said yesterday, Adam's reasoning before the fall cannot be compared to any computer literate person that is alive today. Adam, before he fell, he had a part reason. He had knowledge. He had the image of God in him. Even though he was not omniscient like a God, he had the image of him, of God in him, was not yet distorted. It was not yet marred. It was not yet corrupted. It was not yet, you know, uh, tampered with. And to continue here, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, let's try to open our scriptures, open our Bibles. That's one reason we have carried them. Open your Bible. In 1 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 14. The Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. The woman being deceived was in the transgression. The image that Adam bore of God 
was different than that of Eve. Adam's image of God was of a greater degree than that of Eve. Adam's image of God was of a greater degree than that of Eve. Why? Adam knew exactly the result of disobedience. He knew. He knew exactly what death was. He wasn't deceived. He knew exactly the consequences of disobedience. He was not deceived, but he was deceived. What Adam had in his mind was greater than the best computer that will ever be manufactured. What Adam had in his mind was greater than the best computer that will ever be manufactured. Look at how he named the animals, how he named the various creatures, without repeating himself, without making a single mistake, not even one. There is not one instance right there where God said, ah, this one had named it a cockroach, let's now, it is meant to be uh, maybe a, a, a flea. No. He said, this is it. That knowledge, that was understanding, was mad in the fall, was mad at his fall or at the fall in the garden. That understanding, that good understanding, that tremendous knowledge was mad, it was distorted at the fall. The purpose of salvation is to effect or to effect a healing of the mad image. Amen. Praise our God. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. The purpose of salvation is to effect a healing of the mad image. A healing of the corrupted image. A healing of the distorted image. We should understand why we are saved. We should understand why we are in the church. We should understand that there is a need for our mind that image of God in us to be healed.
All of us understood that every person would be running for church on a regular basis. Every person will be running for church. The fall in the garden affected every segment of our souls, every segment of our minds. That's why, like we learned yesterday, our reasoning is corrupted. Our thoughts are wrong. We think wrong and we reason wrong and end up with the wrong actions. A thought that leads you to making a decision to, make, to, uh, to miss a service, you just know it is from a corrupted mind. It's from a corrupted image of God in me. A corrupted image of God. A thought that makes me reason until I end up missing a church service is from a corrupted mind. A thought that leads me to arrive late at a church is because of the way I'm reasoning. Every action that we get involved into, that we finally do, follows what we have been thinking about. Brethren, we should understand that the fall in the garden affected every one of us. That's why we are born sinners. We are born with that distorted image of God in us. Even when we get saved, it is not completely healed. That's why we need a church. We need the Holy Ghost to help us. Brethren, if we ever knew, if we could come to the knowledge that actually my mind is not yet completely healed, even when my pastor is talking to me, I should acknowledge that his advice will help me because you can rely on your conscience and come up with a decision that is outrightly wrong in the sight of God. Why? Because our image of God was distorted. We still carry with us disobedience. That's why it's hard to follow instructions. How do we reason? I can't do that. I can't do that. I have enough burdens on me. I now have. I now. I have enough luggage with me. I I have enough. I have enough. I can't add on another. Let me rest a while. 
Let me be free from church a while. You are coming up with a reasoning that's leading you astray because of the corrupted mind. We must acknowledge that we need help. We must acknowledge that we need help from on high. You cannot make a right decision unless God has helped you. That's what I, why I have come back to this lesson is because I want to lay emphasis that brothers, we are helpless without the help of God. We need God to help us. Even to follow the instructions that the pastor is giving us, we are always battling with, battling, wrestling with the instructions, wrestling with the decision that has been made, wrestling. Why? Because of the corrupted mind. We think we are too sharp. We have always thought we are too clean. But I want you to know, the fall affected all of us. Let's allow our pastors to guide us. I can come up with an independent decision, but knowing that my mind is faulty, let me run it before my pastor. This is what I was thinking. This is what I was planning. What do you say? And if a pastor says otherwise, let me ask for God's grace for me to take what he, he has decided for me. Because I believe and trust that there is a reason God put him there for us. The Bible says that he himself, that man of God, here in Hebrews chapter, uh, it'll be chapter 5, uh, uh, verse, uh, from verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. Things pertaining to God. That he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself is compassed with infirmity. He himself is compassed with infirmity. The pastor himself is compassed with infirmity. But God, the wisdom of God, we can't understand it. He gets an imperfect man to lead imperfect people. Where is he leading these imperfect people? To perfection. That's God's own way of working. Even if pastor gives me a counsel that will lead me in the ditch, I will still trust that man has been put there by God to help me, to lead me, to show me the way, because I cannot entirely depend on my corrupted mind. I need help. We always argue with the pastor all the time. You argue, you, you battle within yourself. The reason we do not come for counsel, some many of us, is because we trust our minds. We know we are too smart. We trust our minds. How can you trust a corrupted mind? 
All of you look at the plan of God and say, after all, his level of education is lower than mine. I am earning more money than he does. I am the one helping him. Now what do I need to from him? That's the reason. That's the reason. When I fall sick, he has no man to give me. He cannot help me go to hospital. He cannot help me in any way. In fact, him and the whole family, I need of me instead. Why should I then go to him for counsel? That reasoning, brothers, is what has made me to come back to this lesson, the fall of man in the garden. It affected us greatly. And we must realize we need help. So, the purpose of salvation is to effect a healing of the mad image. That's why we are saved. We should understand that there's a need for our mind for the image to be healed. You don't again reason like you used to reason before you came to Christ. Having come to Christ, taking in the word of God, let the spirit of God work in your life. That is how it will effect a healing of the mad image. That's how our mad image is healed. But the more services we miss, the more we remain to ourselves, our corrupted mind. But the more I come to the house of God, the more I listen to the word of God, the more I practice the word of God, the more I allow the spirit of God to work in my life, more and more, that will effect a healing of the mad image to where I begin to think differently. You will not think like an unbeliever. You will not think and reason like a politician. You will not reason like a person who does not know where he is. Like a person who does not know the goodness of this church. When you implement the word of God and you are baptized with the Holy Ghost baptism, you keep the spirit of God alive in you. That will help effect the healing of this mad image. You will be different. The way you exercise your logic will be different. The way you exercise your logic will be different. The way you reason. It's a Friday. You know, tomorrow the weekend begins. Somehow I have to be in the church. Whatever arrangements you'll be having, you'll be making arrangements towards being in the church. Whereas your colleagues 
and other people who are not being helped. Their reasoning and their decisions finally is different. They will be talking about going out for a party. They will be talking about going out to another district or another town. They will be planning to go and visit someone somewhere. So, the purpose of salvation is to effect a healing of the mad image. When you first sit in church, When you sit in the church, you don't take in the word of God. You don't even bother to implement. You don't even desire to keep the spirit of God alive in you. You don't even desire, if you have never been filled with the, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have no desire even to pray to be filled with the Holy Ghost baptism, with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues then your mad image will not be healed. Your mad image will not be healed. This explains why someone comes to church week after week, month after month, year after year, but they are not touched by the Spirit of God they are not bothered to put the word of God in practice. They are not striving to implement the word of God they are hearing. Such, there is no way God can effect a healing of the mad image in their lives. The reason no animal has ever sinned is because they never bore any part of the image of God. <coughs> An animal, a cow, a dog, a, and a beast. The reason they have never seen this is because they have never had the image of God in their mind. An animal doesn't bear any part of the image of God. Therefore, they are not responsible for their acts, acts or actions. No reasoning, no logic equals to no sin. No animal has ever sinned. This is true. Sin is impossible without God's image. Cain was able to reason what he was about to do. He had to reason. The murder he committed, he reasoned about it. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to trick him. I'm going to trick him. Then he do this. How much? This is what happens. Young man reasons like that. 
Cain was also a young man. He reasoned, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to trick that woman, we're going to trick that museum, we're going to do this, then finally, you end up committing it. Started from the corrupted mind. Sin is a consequence of a mad image. Sin is a result of a mad image. This is what we are battling in the church. A mad image. Distorted thinking. Distorted logic. This is what we are battling with in the church. Sin is as a result of a mad image, a corrupted image, a distorted image. We are battling this in the church. A mad image causes you to have wrong conclusions. A mad image causes me to have wrong conclusions. Why do we call them wrong? It's because they are contrary to what God wants us, not what man wants us, not what a pastor wants us. But they are contrary to what God wants. We are different from what God wants. That's why we say a mad image causes you to have wrong conclusions. Sin, a mad image, causes us to reason and come to wrong conclusions. And it is because of a mad image, a eh, church, that some have reasoned their way outside of church. Outside of what? Church. They have reasoned their way out of what? Church. It's a mad image. You reason. If I give this money to the church, I'm going to die poor. Should I give this money to the church? My children will never go to school. Adopakas, are you hearing this? Very much. Are you also hearing this? Should I give a tithe? I'm going to remain with nothing. I will not make my investments. Should I ever tell a pastor how much I earn in a week? <laughs> I'll be finished. Why? Pastor is going to be demanding. You are meant to pay a tithe of this 2,000. You have not paid. What happened? 
Now we are reasoning. We are to ourselves. We are reasoning. And no one is stopping us from reasoning. We are reasoning seriously. Hmm? If I keep attending every church service, I will never develop myself. So, most weekends I have to go to Parisa or cut out my investments without the knowledge of anyone in the church. That's, we are reasoning. I'm telling you when we are, how do we see? You see. So and so is not in this church. We were together in the same class. He now has two houses. People are renting. Now he's planning to put up a story building. May always in this church. I must be wise. Lest I die poor. The way we reason, we don't even trust God when we are reasoning. The way we reason, we don't even trust God. We don't even trust God, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Should I give this money for my pledge? Then my children will not go to school. We never even stop to think about who gave me this money in the first place. I worked it. Then you, the, the, the mad image, uh, uh, that's what interjection says, I worked it. I labored my strength and you made this money. It was not the church, it was not the pastor. Mary image, image causes us not to trust God. If I keep paying tithe, like I've said, my children will not go to good schools. I will not pay my kaluru, my investments, my circles. How do you call a kaluru in, in, in English? Circles? Cash what? Cash round. I will miss on my cash rounds. Thank you. So, the other time I paid and I missed for two weeks. That was because of my foolishness. Now, this time, I'm going to be careful. Our reasoning has been totally corrupted. Our reasoning, brothers, is really bad. That is the result of the mad image, the distorted image that we are carrying, the image of God in us that was distorted at the fall. To read the Bible every day, I can't make it. Where will I get time to make money? Isn't that so, Brother Pakasi? How do I sit? Where is the time for me to sit and make money? 
Young men, we reason, even though this girl is not saved. But she, the way I see her, she can make a good wife. I know she's better than the sisters in the church. The sisters in the church are proud. They are not going to make a good wives. That's how young men reason. And they are expensive anyway. Where do I get 12 cows? And so you go outside the church and you marry someone that is not a Christian and you make her your wife. A mad image causes us to make wrong decisions, wrong conclusions. We are deceived like the woman was deceived in the garden. All through, you look at the decisions you make. Do you know that on daily basis we are faced with the decision making? On daily basis, we are faced with, that's how crucial this message is. On daily basis, we are faced with decision making. Home demands, my wife demands, my husband is demanding. These children are the money. Less of work is the money. My boss is the money. This is the money. The pledge can wait. Let me sort out myself first. This pledge can wait. The other one can wait. I will pay. After a pledge doesn't rot. I will pay. On a daily basis, every one of us makes decisions. Every one of us makes decisions. Look through your decisions for the day. Like we are going to end this day by God's grace when we are all still alive. Look through all, all your decisions. And see how many decisions that you have made that are, that are godly decisions that have ended you to, to being godly. Or the conclusions have been godly. And which ones have pushed you away from the will of God? Like I was saying yesterday, if you now reach to a decision and you don't know whether it's the will of God, do you care to consult your pastor? Do you? God has privileged me to pastor a congregation that is full of intellectuals, great thinkers, that can arrive at wise decisions per se. And everyone, they will think, and they think, and they think, and decide and discuss among themselves and arrive at a conclusion without consultation. No matter what level of decision, we don't care. After all, it is mine. I'm going to face it. It's mine. That's it. That's who we are, brothers. That's how we, who we are. We come up with the decisions 
regardless of where of the conclusions of those decisions, we don't care whether we have a pastor or not. Practically, that's why we do not have a pastor because we have no need for him. For to us, a pastor is only needed to be in the church and do what? Preach a message. He has done his part. Praise God. Bye bye. Nothing more. We meet again next Sunday. Not even on a Tuesday. Not even on Wednesday. Not even on a Saturday. But a Sunday morning. That's again when he will see my face. All the week. We are busy thinking and making up our own decisions. And going for them. By the time we come here on a Sunday morning service, we are too far away from God. Do you know that we don't even care about that? May God help us. This is if true. You should have said amen. Yes, this is you. You should have said amen. It is true. The message is true. That's why we are where we are. We think when we consult and take advice for our pastor, we are taking advice of another man who is like me. And yet I'm also a man. All we know about the pastor is a fellow man like me. What can he tell me that's better than what I have? After I have I built a house, I have my own investments, he has none. And so our decisions are always pushing away, pushing us away far and far and farther away from God. All we know, if I can only come on a Sunday morning service, praise God, that's enough. Let me not be bothered by anything under anybody. After I'm wise enough to come up with the wise decisions which are well thought through. Then when shall we, when will our minds be healed? Then what do we call salvation? Then how much is that salvation helping us? Our mad image is always left intact. The more wrong decisions we come up and implement, the more the mad image is left intact. We are deceived again and again because of their fall. That's why we need to reach out to God. Praise our God. We need to reach out to God. We need to come out enough. Let the prayer play. Let the prayer be sung. We'll participate together. And we together sing into an action. I realize my helplessness. I realize 
My mind cannot help me. I cannot rely on it. God, how much on me. I need more of you. I need more of your spirit. More of your power. Lord, help me. I need to be saved. And I cannot be saved when my mind is sealed, intact. It's not being healed. I need to think after God is false. I need to exercise my logic in the way that God knows is correct. Because if I keep making wrong decisions on daily basis, this is going to throw me, pull me away and away from God, my maker. I remain in the church thinking that one day I'm going to be in the first phase of the first resurrection. But I will be shocked. That's why there's going to be a rude shock to many people that have been in the church. They knew all along. They are staff members. And the staff members will not be left out. But alas, when Jesus Christ returns, there's going to be a separation that no man can bribe his way. May God have mercy on us. What's the use of being in the church? You end up not making it. In the coming kingdom. It's vain. May the Lord have mercy on us. There's a purpose God brought us in this church. And not in the other, any other church. So, we are deceived again and again and again and again because of the fall. That's why we need to reach out to God. We need to cry to God. God to help us. And then we fake the healing of our mighty image. We need to avail ourselves and listen to the word of God and pray that God helps us to implement the word of God, that God will help me to keep the Holy Ghost alive in my life and in our lives. And pray, that's when this image, that's when this mighty image, that's when this understanding will be healed and you'll begin reasoning afresh to whereby even your colleagues will begin wondering, the way you reason, the way you do things nowadays has changed. What has happened? My God has made a difference. Follow me where I go to church, and I'm sure God will help you too. If, if let's listen to this, brothers and sisters, Parupakasi, listen to this. If Eve was deceived before the fall, we are deceived the more after the fall. That's powerful. Eve, before the fall, her mind was okay. <coughs> but here's a woman that was deceived by the devil. By the devil. Let's acknowledge we, after the fall, we are deceived more than that Eve before she fell in the garden. 
we are deceived more. Don't say, ah, it was a woman. It was a woman who was deceived. Remember that woman before the fall. Her mind was pleasing God. It was perfect. But here is the devil that successfully deceived Eve. If she was deceived, when her mind was not yet mad, how about us, whose mind is already what? Mad. Whose minds are already distorted, corrupted. The image has been so mad that our conclusions, our reasonings are wrong. That's why we are looking at this kind of study. When we talk about the fall, when we talk about the fall, the depravity, the depravity of man, we understand we have a fallen nature that we inherited from our federal head, Adam. So, when I don't attend a church service and listen to the word of God, how will my image be healed? How? Remember at the beginning of this lesson we were talking about the divine love of God, the divine love of God, the spirit of God that will come. How would you have that with a mad image? We are self-centered. We decide whom to love and whom not to love. I can't associate with that one. Can't love that sister, even if she greets me. I have nothing to do with her. These are the things we are battling with in the church. <clears throat> Where is the root cause of all this? In the garden, when a man fell. <clears throat> We, after the fall, we inherited a fallen nature. All of us, even a baby that's being born this morning or this hour in the hospital or in the home, being born with a fallen nature. We need a church. We need a church. We need the Holy Ghost. We need a God to work in our lives. This is very crucial. We need God to work in our lives. Without that, we are not going to make it at all. <clears throat> so, like I was saying, <clears throat> our image has been so mad that our conclusions are wrong. Angels also bear the image of God. 
Otherwise, they would not be responsible for the conclusions of their actions. <clears throat> Here in Jude chapter, Jude chapter 1, Jude has a one chapter, and verse 6. Jude, verse 6 here says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains, under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. Angels. Faulty reasonings is what the Bible calls darkness. Faulty reasonings is what the devil calls darkness. Not only the fallen angels are in darkness, man too is in darkness. Man too is in darkness. Then you can imagine the amount of darkness in our minds. <clears throat> the amount of darkness. Remember, darkness here, I've told you, is forte reasoning. Forte, wrong reasonings, is what the Bible calls darkness. It's only the light of the Word of God that can drive that darkness away. Praise our God. Look at the way we reason. Hmm? The way we reason is the way is, is what determines the way we live. We commit one sin after another. We disobey God day in, day out. Because of the mad image. That's why one who is not saved should pray that God helps him or her to get salvation as a beginning point. And those of us that are saved, may the Lord help us to stay in the church and listen to God's word. Not only listen, but implement it. Reach out to the Spirit of God and ask God's grace to reach in our hearts for us to inherit with Jesus Christ. It's not going to be easy, brothers. <clears throat> we sing a song. We are heirs to the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. We are children of the kingdom. We are family. We are one. We are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with our son. We are children. Of the kingdom, we are family, we are one. Luke chapter 1, here in verse 
79. Luke chapter 1. This was Zachariah's prophecy about uh, the birth of John the Baptist. Zachariah wrote down, this prophecy was written down. Begins all the way from verse 67, but I'll read verse 79 only. To give light to them that sit in darkness and the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. This was spoken about John the Baptist what he was going to do, it is still true to the servants of God that he has called in our day. Give light to them that are in darkness. <clears throat> the image of God in man was completely, was not completely taken away. From man, when he sinned, it was just mad, it was just distorted. And it was so mad that the conclusions of his logic is what the Bible calls darkness. It was so distorted that the conclusions that we arrived to is what the Bible calls darkness. Erroneous decisions that we make that are really corrupted, that are not in line with God. Decisions that are damning us, these decisions are a result of the mad image. Those decisions that are corrupted a result of the mad image in us. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse four to five. Book of First Thessalonians. Chapter five, verse four to five. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. That, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all children of, the, of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. This shows us that the mighty image in us is being healed. What do I mean? We are not where we started when we first came to the Lord. We are not where, and we should not be where we started from. 
when the Lord first added us to this body of Christ. Something should have happened when we received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Then the Lord was gracious to us, baptized us with the Holy Ghost baptism, with the evidence, with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. There's something that began to work in our minds and our spirits. Praise our God. Something began to work in our minds and in our spirits. Something began to work in our minds and our spirits. That's why every one of us should seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. With the first initial evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. That's why Paul say, is saying, we are not in darkness. In other words, something has happened to you as a person that is saved. Something has happened to me. In fact, it's something you shouldn't, shouldn't have remained. You should not remain the same. When the Lord first added you to the body, you are not like, and you should not be like a someone who is in the world. His reasoning is totally faulty. The reason we are not in darkness today is because, to some extent, the mild image is being healed. And the healing is continuing. Praise our God. Amen. The healing is continuing. My brothers, the healing is continuing. As long as we keep coming to church, the healing of, our, of the image of God in our minds is continuing. But you miss church. You have missed something that's so great that you cannot even describe, that you cannot even understand. Something that would have helped to promote the healing of the mad image in you. In many areas of our lives, the image of God should have been healed. We come to know that God is sovereign. We have come to know that God is sovereign, that we know very well. We know as the Creator, we know Him as the Creator. God is omniscient, omnipresent. We know him as that. There are many people that think God is not as strong. Like someone said, the Gulf War took God by surprise. <laughs> that the Gulf War took God by surprise, the war that was fought, the Gulf. That one is equating God 
to a human level. In other words, what he was meaning, God didn't know that the Gulf War was going to take place. But as far as we are concerned, some of us, we know God is sovereign. There's nothing that shocks God. He's all-knowing, and we know God has all the power to allow anything and to stop anything from taking place. The person in the world will say, I don't think God has the power to heal this disease. I don't know, I don't think God has the power to make a miracle for me. Yet, with the little understanding that some of us now have, you know, God can do anything. A number of areas in our lives have been healed. We know Christ is the, the son of the living God who came to save us. Look at the Jews. They told Christ that he was born of fornication. Hmm? Look at that. Hmm? They said, we don't know, you think, do you think we don't know Mary, your mother? That she committed fornication? They didn't know that Mary was just a vessel to carry the child from God. There are so many areas that God is helping us. And we know in some of those areas, we know like God knows it. Praise our God. The more that image in us is healed, the more righteous are our actions. That's powerful. The more that image of God in me is healed, the more I end up with the actions that are acceptable in the sight of God. Actions that God can say, Amen. Actions that God can say, Yes. Son, daughter, that is it. That is it. That is it. You now know how to act in certain areas. You believe the word of God and you act accordingly. You believe and act according to the word of God in some areas because God has helped you to accept that the word of God, that's why you have believed it and you have gone ahead to implement that then that word of God has been of help to you. And so, as we implement the word of God, the more and more righteous we become. And the more our conclusions are better. As the image is healed, our conclusions 
our logic becomes better. The way we reason now, the way we reason when the image is healed, even the conclusions become better. Better before who? Before God. Not according to your standard. Not according to my standard. Man's standard is not God's own standard. God's standard is given to us here in the word of God. To some extent now, to some brothers and sisters, the way we exercise our logic is at a better level because the image is being healed. And the reasoning becomes better. The way we analyze things, the way we conclude, becomes better when we conclude. We look at the word of God. We see what God wants. We see what God demands of us. And what he does not want, we begin to be led by the spirit of God and be governed by the word of God. That's the way it's supposed to be. You begin to be governed by the word of God and yet being led by the spirit of God. And because the image is being healed, the way we judge matters and issues is not like we used to do. As the image is being healed and restored, you come to a place where you no longer judge according to the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear, but you are able to judge righteous judgment. That's powerful. You are able now to judge righteous judgment. That when you come up with a decision, my God, you just know it is God that helped you. It's God that helped me to arrive at such a decision. Oh, may God help us, brothers and sisters. I certainly know that my image of God was completely corrupted and I need God to help me. Whether I'm a pastor or I'm not a pastor, I need the image of God in me to be healed for me to come up with righteous judgment. For me to analyze, judgment is not when you, it's not referring only when you are a magistrate and you are in a court deciding who is, is to win the case, no. On daily basis, we are always analyzing issues and we come up with a certain amount of judgments, which if we are not being led by God, they are faulty judgments. So, you reach a time when you don't just look at things naturally, but there's an inspiration from on high that is helping you. You judge righteous judgment, not according to what you have seen or what you have heard, or somebody has given you something to influence you. What you have seen or what you have heard may not even be right. 
but when you are being when your image is healed when you are being helped of God you can even judge a case without having seen the issues first why because God is helping you You may not need all the evidences in order to judge it to a matter. Like it is demanded in the court. Lay down the evidence. I now lay down this. On such and such a day, now I, I lay down this. On such and such a day, I now lay down the, the, what, the document. I now lay down this to prove that I'm right. All that may not be even right in the sight of God. So, you can hear things which are not even proper. But when God is helping you, you might see something beyond what you have heard. So, the Spirit helps you to perceive beyond what you have seen and heard. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. <clears throat> Book of Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Considering yourself, lest thou also be tempted. Here you don't just depend on what you see or what you hear. Because of the mad image being healed in you, you are able to help someone that has been overtaken in a fault. You are able to help another child of God. You see a child of God going off. You are able to reach down to him or her and help them because the mad image in you is being healed. You now see at a better level than this person that has been taken advantage of by the devil or by the flesh that is bothering him. You see things in a better way. You now see things in a better level, at a better level. You analyze issues more critically, not according to the human standard, but God is helping you. God is helping you. For you, the image in you is being healed, and it's at a better level than this person who has been overtaken in a fault. In John also, John chapter 12, verse 35. John chapter 12, and in verse 35. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light 
lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. He that walketh in darkness knows not whither he goeth. If you walk in darkness, your image is not healed in that area. You still have faulty reasoning. When you still reason in a faulty way, that means you are still walking in darkness as far as that area of life is concerned. That's why we, get, we got to John 12.35. Jude, back to the book of Jude, this time verse 6. Jude is the last book before you open the book of Revelation. The angels, we read this sometime. The angels, uh, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Hmm. These are decisions that bind one to actions that are totally outside the will of God. Because, like we said yesterday, every action follows a certain thought pattern. Those are chains of darkness. Whatever action you do outside of the will of God, you are under the chains of darkness. That's a very good statement, right? Whatsoever action you do outside of the will of God, you are under the chains of darkness. I'm under the chains of darkness. As long as I do the action that is outside the will of God, I'm under the chains of darkness, being held. Matthew chapter 13. And verse 16. But blessed are your eyes. For they see and your ears. For they hear. Remember, we are talking about darkness and now light. The more you see, the more the mad image has been corrected. If we see more, it's because the mad image has been corrected more. That means in that area, we see as God sees it. If you say something better than another child of God, it's because the Lord has had mass on you. The Lord has had mass on me. 
That's why you are able to see better than the other one. So, it shouldn't also be a source of pride again. That because you are able to see better than so and so. You are able to understand better than so and so. No. This is the grace of God. This is the mass of God upon you. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2 to 6. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you that you will not hear. You see? Verse 3. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perverseness. None calls for justice nor any pleaders for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockroaches eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a, vip- a, a viper. Their webs shall not become garments Neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity. And the act of violence is in their hands. You see? We see here, what you are reading over here, is the result of the mad image in a man. You need these verses that we are reading from verse 1. From verse uh, 2, verse 3, verse Four, verse 5, verse 6. That's the result of a mad image in a man. We can do horrible things when our image has not been corrected or healed. That's what you should take note of, that I can do horrible things. I can do horrible things when my image has not been corrected, when it has not been healed. I can do horrible things. As children of God, we should keep the Spirit of God in us alive to help us implement God's word. Verse 7 to 10, where we are, their feet run to evil. And make a haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light. But behold, obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We group, we grope uh, for the wall like the blind, and we grope as we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday 
as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. All these are false conclusions that damn our future. The effects of the fall, this shows how the image of God hmm, was he twisted and mad. The way we reason, our perceptive ability was ruined. Our perceptive ability was ruined. We should desire the healing of our image as God's people that God has touched and brought to this church. Every one of us should desire the healing of our image. Otherwise, our future is not, will not be a good one. When you remain in a mad image, you have no future. No good future. No hope for the kingdom of God. No hope for the first resurrection. Because how? May the Lord help us. Sin or the fall doesn't now present us, prevent us uh, from thinking. Even after the fall, we still see, we still see, we still exercise logic, but in a wrong way. We still think. Thinking was not taken away from man at the fall, no. We still think, but our thinking is twisted to cause it was ruined. We can reason out our reasoning has been corrupted. Sin or the fall only interferes with our thinking. Like I said earlier, we, have, we didn't completely lose the image. It was just mad. It was twisted. It was corrupted. If we had lost the image totally, we wouldn't even be thinking. Maybe we would be on the level of beasts. We wouldn't even be thinking. <clears throat> Thank God for my pastor. For such a profound lesson from the word of God. Words of life are flowing. Speak, words of life. Use if you. Words of life. Oh, hear the spirit speak. Words of life. That's a good song. You know it, but you don't want to sing. You go today. 
All right, we'll sing it sometime. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 4. Just open backwards. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 4. A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is a sin. High look, the proud heart, the plowing of the wicked is sin. Open your Bibles. Princess, open your Bible too. Get it and read. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 4. Now read it. Verse 4. One, two, three, you go. Is a sin. This just means that the natural or the unregenerate natural man cannot please God. That's what that means. That the natural or the unregenerate natural man cannot please God. Brethren, when you meet a man that has never been touched, whose image of God in him has never been healed, nothing, nothing has been done to that. A man can do horrible things. A woman can, do, can say horrible things. But that was us. The difference is that God is now helping us. when we implement the word of God. The natural or the unregenerate natural man cannot please God. The plowing of the wicked is sin. Not that the turning of soil is sin, but the morality of an act cannot be judged, cannot be separated from its motivations. It's very important to also analyze what is motivating you in that act. Commenting something about the plowing of the wicked. It's very important, brethren, as we strive to serve God, what is, is motivating me? Do, you, do I really understand what I'm doing, that I'm serving God? What's the motivation behind that? That's very important. In other words, in simple terms, God does not accept anything from a sinful man. There's nothing good that a sinner does that is accepted by God. Nothing. Everything. 
sinner is doing is not accepted by God. Romans chapter 8, verse 10. Romans chapter 8, here in verse 10. Therefore Christ being you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Let's note down this statement. Man is totally depraved. Depraved. In a sense that apart from God, all his actions are evil. Man is totally depraved. In a sense that apart from God, all his actions are evil. That's man. If God has not come in, our actions, our acts are evil. For our works to be acceptable is God working in us. This is very important. Very important. If I am evil, every act of mind is not acceptable to God. We have read here in verse 10 that if Christ be in you, if Christ be in you, hmm? I'm a subject. Open your Bible. Christ is in us when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's when Christ abides in us. Before receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, the Spirit of God comes upon us and it goes away. Like it was in the Old Testament. Spirit of God to come upon the prophets 
They prophesy, and after that, the Spirit of God leaves them. Before receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, the Spirit of God comes upon us and it goes away. We can feel the presence of God, but after some time, it goes away. Christ is not abiding in you. Christ is in us. When? We receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's when He abides in us. The fall of man and the mad image left its effects on man's reasoning and on man's logic. That's a good statement to write because we are seeing our state. The fall of man and the mad image left its effects on man's reasoning and on man's logic. The fall of man and the mad image left its effects on man's reason and on man's logic. So, the fall of man left us in a terrible state. When you meet, if a man tells you that is a munyole intact, in other words, there is no change, there is no change, that man is intact. He has never been touched by the Spirit of God, has never. His image, the mad image in him is still what? Intact. That's a munyole intact. If you meet a Munyale who is intact, he's in a terrible state. Whatever tribe you came from, if you meet one that is intact, you will not like it. Follow man left us in a terrible state. It left terrible effects on the thinking. It resulted in incorrect evaluation by means of erroneous thinking. You need to go to school 
If you have ever been there, you see how people reason you at school, your fellow students. You need to be a teacher and see how teachers reason when they are in the staff room. You need to be a Boda Boda rider and you understand how Boda Boda riders talk and their speech and their actions. You need to be working somewhere and you see a man that is intact, that has never been touched by the Spirit of God, has never been aided. My image is intact. The way they talk, whether it is colleagues or people on the streets, listen what they talk about. You need to go to a saloon and you hear people in that saloon talk. Then you say, eh, is this how people talk? When you meet one, that is intact. You Rwanda. All that they are talking, you just know it's a faulty. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became, became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Their foolish heart was darkened. This is what we are talking about. The image was so mad that usually we have imaginations that are corrupt. When you imagine evil, Whether it's younger men or younger ladies or old men or younger men, whatever age you are, this is still true. When you imagine evil and think evil, your conclusions will be wrong. When I imagine evil and think evil, the conclusion will be also wrong. The way I judge will be wrong. When we don't have a proper logic and a proper reason, that will be in conclusions that will, uh, that will really not bring peace. We come up with the conclusions that end up in strife, in arguments, in fighting, in war, in disagreements. We come up with the conclusions that this is it, that is it, you just know. Eee. 
whether at school, hmm, everyone of us was in some group of some kind. I happened to be in a group that didn't have much pocket money, while on all level. And they used to speak my mother's language. That's how I learned my mother's language. There are people who could speak, and you wonder whether the head is not paying them. Then one comes and says, for you, you are depriving us of also bringing our conversations. You are the only one who talks. Ah. You also leave us. We also have things. We also have experiences. Then arguments begin. And arguments are beginning. I say, now, here, I can't stay any longer. We move away. We come up with the conclusions that end up in a strife, in arguments, in a fighting, in a war. The effects of the fall were terrible. In fact, they are terrible. Look at the weapons that man is coming up with. Whether it is Russia, whether it is North Korea, whether it is South Korea, whether it is Israel, whether it is America, whether it is Uganda, whether whatever country, whether it's a commercial, whether it is that is because man's reasoning is from a mad image. Even though some people are saying we are talking peace. Underneath is something else is preparing for war. <laughs> that is my brother. He said, we are talking peace. There are people who are push delegates for peace for, to, to be at the round table. Say, are you going to meet the delegation from our neighboring countries or DC countries? But underneath War is being what? Repaired. That is man. Even in our country here, it happened. Where they came up with the, I think Radio Unity used to play it. Some people need it, some people need to talk peace, others want the war. And that's how, was it that how, not, not how uh, the joke was overthrown? What happened? Yeah. Let's go for peace talks in Nairobi. Something else is working out. That is man and the effects of the fall, which are stemming from the image that was corrupted. When you are working together in a business, what is the motivation thereof? When you are talking and you are planning, remember, that's why, thank God for this church. My pastor always says, 
check and a double check. Then he comes up with an answer statement. Then take, don't take things for granted. Check out and double check. Because he has understood this lesson. Man, his conclusions and reasonings are stemming from a corrupted image. Whereas he's saying this, is he doing it? Whether it's nations, every nation is preparing for war. We are always thinking such and such a nation will attack us. That's the thinking of, 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 of political leaders. Every nation is just warming up for war. That's why, that's the way our leaders exercise their logic. That's the way our leaders exercise their logic. We need more what? Arms. Than what? The drugs in the hospital. Yes. That's how our leaders exercise their logic. They prepare more for war than for peace. That's when the church comes in. Praise our God. Thank God for the church. We better need the church. All those politicians need this church. They need a church. You can tell them they need a church. And not any other church, but they need this church for them to understand that something went wrong at the fall, which was passed on to us. And that's why they are coming up with those decisions. Preparing more for war than even for peace. Hmm. That's when we need a teaching ministry to help us correct the mad image. Because the sin brought about an intellectual uh, uh, problem and mental malfunctioning. Our intellect, our mind does not function the way it should function because of sin. This is because sin is a conduct that is first predicated on thought in the mind. Sin begins in the mind before an act of sin is committed. It begins in the mind. You begin thinking about it. You exercise your logic. And because you exercise it wrongly, you end up in a sin. When young people, we tell them, if you take this path, when you continue doing it this way, even all the people, 
you are going to lose your salvation. You are going to fall. Ah, sir, for me, I'm no longer a child. One brother made the pastor to look a fool, and this has happened many, many times. Pastors are the ones who are most fooled by saints in the church. Brother, where you've got a house is not a good environment. You better shift and go to another place. Ah, pastor, what is the problem? That place is full of people. The tenants there are not morally upright. You are going to fall. No, I'm not. Give, give me time. And before it is all over, you will see all those women and all those men coming to church together with me and worshiping God. Worshiping God. Don't doubt me. Pastor, do you doubt me? The Holy Ghost in me is a fire. What happened? Instead of converting the women, the women converted him to be their client. And that was the end of him being in the church. When the pastor is saying something, consider you may be older than him. You may have gone, seen more blackboards. You may have read more books. You may have had more qualifications and certificates and degrees. But because he's your pastor, consider. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, we open ahead. In 2 Corinthians, do you receive reasons like a Munyale who is intact? Oh, like a dirty tribe mate of yours. Has this church helped you? Has this church helped me? Is there a way God has helped me? I can look back and say, look what God has done for me. Look where God has brought me from. You are now considering the mad image. That when you came in the church, it was intact. It was intact. It was intact. You reasoned like all your tribesmates. You did things like all your sisters and brothers that, were, that have never been privileged to be part of this church. Can you now look back and say, Surely there's something God has done in my life as a result of adding me to this church. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, reading from verse 3 to 5, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Casting down imaginations, wrong analyzations, wrong judgments that have been brought about by a mild image. Now, listen to this. Brothers and sisters, this is very crucial. The work of a man of God in the saints' lives is to get in there and begin to show that individual, to help that individual, where they are exercising their logic wrongly and show them that this is not proper. That's where counseling comes in. That's where pastoring comes in. That's where, and that is where more work is compared to when a man of God is standing up here. Get in the individual's life. And many of us don't want the pastor to get into our individual lives. That's true. We are sure we are okay the way we are. You are denying the pastor the right to enter your life. Then you point out the wrong judgments that you have in your mind. And tell you point blank, this spirit of lying is absolutely wrong. It's going to destroy you. This independent spirit in you is going to damn you. The way you reason is not proper. We don't want that. I don't want to be in a church where they talk about me. If my own mother could not even talk about me, someone who brought me forth into this world has never corrected me. How about a pastor? If the, clan, if the whole of our clan knows how good I am, Hmm? How I have helped the people in the clan. How comes that the pastor says the way I'm doing things is not right? The work of the man of God in the sense of in the sense lives is to get in there and tell them point to them the areas of darkness in their lives. That's my work. 
It's a tough work. It's not pleasant. Brothers, that's why pastor has never been called to make us feel happy, 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 all the time, happy, 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 happy. No. My work is to disappoint you. When I began touching on certain area in your life, when we are on one-to-one, you will not believe. And because we don't want that, some people have left this church. Yes, the couples that left this church because of that. When they were added to the church, then the pastor started saying, Brother and wife, I would like to see you. Let's talk about this. He went back and said, who is the pastor? Where does he get authority to help show me what to do in my own home? What happened? These couples never realized that they had and they have a muddy image that was intact. And they had areas of darkness in their lives. When the pastor started showing them, they were shocked. And left the church. Jesus Christ later on asked his disciples, will you also go away when your life now is being exposed? When your life is being dealt with, when you are being shown your areas of darkness, may God help us. Our pastor, part of his major work is to show us where we exercise our logic wrongly, where we reason wrongly, and say, that is not proper. I will tell you this is wrong. The word of God says this. You cannot have this because of this scripture. Because of the word of God says like this. You are not allowed to be in that frame of mind. You cannot be in a wrong spirit from morning up to evening. The Bible says, let not the sun go down on your anger. The Bible teaches us to forgive one another. And for you can afford to remain in mood day, the whole day. You don't want to talk to your husband, or talk to your wife, or talk to your children. You'll end up with the wrong conclusions. That's why some people even commit suicide. The work of the man of God is to show this child of God the faulty reasoning they have. When you are against the word of God, it's because of the mad image. That's a powerful. And all oh, men at a time, we have, ad- we have argued with the word of God. I don't believe. 
You keep quiet, but inside you are saying, I don't believe. Yes, all you are saying, I don't believe. Because you keep quiet and you don't do a thing. You don't change. Brothers and sisters, allow me to do my work that God has called me to do in your life. Because this is the reason I am here. If you were not so brothers, you would have never seen me in this region of the world. But God brought me here for a purpose that I may help those that are willing to show them areas of darkness that by and by the mad image will be corrected, will be corrected, will be corrected and made better and better every other day to the level that by the time one who dies has the hope of being in the first phase of the first resurrection. Praise our God. That's my work. It's not easy. Because it attacks. It shows you that when I fail to do that, brothers, I have failed in the ministry. I have had no worker here. So, may the Lord help us. When you argue against the word of God, it's because of the mighty image. When you argue against, you strive, you reason against, pastor should have not done this, pastor should have not said this, that thing would have not been done at this time, it's all because of the mad image. All you are saying, I don't think we can implement this scripture here right now. We have to take these four reasons and bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Amen. The forty reasonings in us. Do you know it is hard to do it yourself? That's why you need a pastor. To help you bring the forty reasonings in you to the obedience of Christ. But when that work is begun in your life, that's why some say, ah. I can't stay here anymore. It's good to confess and say like Peter said, where shall I go? For I know that here you got the words of eternal life. And I know and believe that God is still working with the man of God. 
showing us the way. Praise our God. When you call yourself, when you know and you call yourself wise, you will have little time to allow a man of God to help you. When you know and you call yourself wise, you are at danger of refusing correction from the man of God. Because you will not believe you have dark areas in your life. All you are saying, you are okay. The image was not, a, your image of God was not affected. But that will be wrong. May God help us. The God who added us unto this body. The God who added him unto this body. I don't want to end on the way. I would like, by God's grace, to go the whole way. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my soul.